0: Thank
1: you very much, Hillary. Uh, Let's talk about Bilt Bar. There's a new snack in town, and its name is Bilt Bar. In fact, it's not a new snack to me. I will say this is something that has been in my home for a long time because my wife, Lisa Page, uh, she found these things a while ago and started talking about them all the time. And now there's always Bilt Bars in my fridge. She likes them chilled. If you get your Bilt Bars, she she wants me to recommend to you to make sure they're chilled. That's how she likes them. There's a box of pistachio right now in my fridge. But I don't know if you've tried that one yet, but the pistachio one is, is, uh, is out now. You can, I think you can get it. Uh, so, uh, pistachios, I think. Pistachio ice cream is for snobs. I, I always thought it was good. Well, you're a but snob. But I'm a snob, you're so snob. there you go. You're a snob. Uh, low calorie, low carb, high in protein, high in fiber. <laughs> they taste delicious, and they're good for you. Yes, it's true. Built.com is the place to go. To get them, Built.com, the promo code BEC15, will save you 15% off your first order. Give it a shot. I and mean, they had the uh, the mixed box. You can get, I think it's nine different flavors, yeah. two of each. They're great. They're
2: yeah. great. It's built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. You're going to save 15% off now at built.com. Radio program continues in a minute. Thursday, I have an update for you. Just over eight thousand people have been pulled out of the fires of hell in the Middle East because of you. That number is the most conservative number I can give to you today, Uh, and that's a remarkable thing. Eight thousand people have been taken, and they're safe today. And your generous donations continue to come in. It is, again, it's a remarkable, remarkable thing to see what you have been giving. We're now at thirty-four thousand one hundred eighty-two. Uh, sorry, thirty-four million one hundred eighty-two thousand eight hundred forty-nine dollars and fifty-four cents at the NazareneFund.org. I can't tell you what a blessing this is. To so many people, so many organizations who just don't have the access to an audience like mine. And they are struggling and doing great things. And I want to introduce you to one of those organizations in just a minute. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. I also would like to... uh... This hour, I think I want to I want to just pose the question, why did the Biden administration request a funding increase for Afghan security forces to three point three three billion for next year? Why? Why? Why is that Are we just bearing that? Why What I'll get into that here in a little in a little while. Uh, look, I, I'm a uh, I'm a libertarian at heart. I'm a constitutionalist and I believe maximum Freedom. Maximum freedom. But with that comes some responsibility. And part of that is I'm not going to impose my values on you. Uh, I'm going to hope that we're all good people and we all believe in maximum uh, uh, freedom for each other. And I'm going to preach those things as much as I can. But I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't do. This is really important when I tell you about Video Angel. Vid Angel is amazing. Vid Angel is uh, is the best thing I think you can do for your family if you want to watch entertainment from Hollywood or from television, Netflix, you know, or uh, Amazon Prime. It's almost impossible to find things that don't have, you know, just, hey, why? They just met, and now they're completely unclothed. I used to tell my son, they're looking for cookies in the bed. That's what they're... Uh, I think they had Oreos in the, in the bottom of the bed, and that's what they was like. Anyway, uh, you got to—I mean, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you find things to watch on TV with your whole family, just even you? I don't want somebody imposing their morality on me. I may be stronger or weaker. You know what I mean? I want to set the parameters, and that's what Vid uh, Angel does vidangelbeck.com. You go there, use the promo code Beck one You can try it for a month for only a dollar. I'm telling you, once you try this, you're going to love it. Uh, for only a dollar, you try it for 30 days. Choose from over 2,500 movies, 11,000 TV episodes. New ones are added. Every time a new one comes out, they add them. You can try it for only a buck, and you set the filter. So you can say, I want none of this. Uh, But I don't mind this. I don't mind the violence, but I don't like the language. Whatever it is, you choose. It's vidangelbeck.com. Use the promo code Beck one vidangelbeck.com. A man that I am truly proud to call a friend is the right reverend. Johnny Moore. Uh, he's the author of The Next Jihad. Uh, and uh, he also is um, uh, part of the K Company, Kcompany.com. He is one of the leaders that is trying to save Christians all across the world. And it is really bad. And I wanted to talk to him about the Afghan alliance uh, here. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Good morning. Hey, by the way, congratulations. I, you got like, I don't know, humanitarian of the year or something like that from the Simon Wiesenthal Center. I think it was last week and I found out about it. And it, it. I mean, that's that's quite an honor.
0: Look, I mean, Glenn, uh, all, all of us uh, have the opportunity to impact people's lives because of people helping us. And and, and the, the fact of the matter is you raised your voice and your audience responded for years you know, on, on, on these issues and, and every single person that has supported the Nazarene Fund that has responded to your call to action, you know, they get to tell their future generations that they were involved in saving the lives of, of generations of people. I mean, because that's what it is. When you save one life, you don't just save one life, you save the family, you save their children and their children and you have shown all of us uh, what is possible if we just like, don't just pay attention and pray and care, but like take action. And because of this, you know, people people's lives are saved.
2: It's really a- a- amazing um, that you would bring this up because I've I've thought of, you know, I'm uh, my last name is Beck, uh, and you know that's obviously German. And while my direct descendants are are here, were here in America by the late 1800s, and some of them in the mid, um, they I know that I have relatives over there, and I wonder. What side were they on? Did they do anything? And it was really important for me when I did my genealogy to see that I had two great, great uncles or I don't know what they were, but they were lived in the time of the Civil War and they fought for the north. Uh, One of them died in the notorious uh, concentration camp for the south uh, and one really never recovered uh, from it, but they were on the right side. And that meant a lot to me. And this this time is like those times. That's not an exaggeration, yeah, I mean, do you think?
0: No, I, I, I don't think so. I, people don't know the difference between good and evil right now. And, and if you do see the difference between good and evil, you, you have to you have to act and you have to respond. And you know, one of the things that's just driving me insane this morning is the news you know, coming out about uh, the, the Biden administration already. Literally today, a, a, a anonymous senior government official, which is probably Rob Malley, the Iran envoy, in the press talking about American willingness to negotiate with with Iran again. You know the the <sighs> fact that the, the Taliban was meeting in Beijing with the Communist Party two weeks before. You know they they, they started their 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 march in, in in Afghanistan, and we're living in a time where the the, the people with the most power in the world. You know our governments. You know, <laughs> allegedly, they don't see the difference between good and evil. But the truth is, we have more power than our governments when we decide to raise our voice and act. And that's what we've seen in a couple in the last couple of weeks. We've seen Americans that said, if our government's going to screw it up and they're not going to save lives, well, we're going to take the situation in our own hands. And we've saved thousands of lives because of it. But you know what? It's about the next battle. It's about the next the next crisis, and. And a lot of people are really fearful that the Biden administration is going to turn around and do in Iraq what we just saw happen in Afghanistan. And I can tell you, I can tell you, if you think what we've seen over the last two weeks is awful, we haven't seen anything like it. Uh, If 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 they go turn around to do the same thing in Iraq, you
2: don't think they you don't think they are, do you? Are they seriously considering that? Glenn,
0: Glenn, I know that they are. Oh, my God. I know that they are they're t- they're, they're talking about it they're c- they're considering it and we have to remember you know n- now you start looking at things differently i mean our our, our defense secretary you know L- lloyd austin and and, I, and, it, and it's a good opportunity you know to to remind everyone that no one in the u.s government has been held held accountable for for the uh, the, the debacle that we just saw but lloyd austin uh, was the senior u.s military officer in charge of the withdrawal in 2011 from Iraq. And and this weekend I was just sort of reading around and I found a news article from The Atlantic in 2016 looking back at the Obama administration and it quoted the fact that Lloyd Austin, our Secretary of Defense, was the one who told the uh, President Obama mm-hmm. that the that the ISIS militants were the JV team. They would be a flash in the pan and history is repeating itself and I, and I'm just telling you, I'm telling you if they move in the direction of making a deal with Iran, of letting the Communist Party of China, you know, in effect, take over Afghanistan that's and happen. withdrawing from Iraq. I mean, this is a war. Uh, this is a war in the Middle East like we feared for a long time.
2: This is this. I mean, yeah, maybe one that's been fore- foretold for a long time. This is a block uh, that is influenced and protected by China. Uh, railroads right over um, India, through Pakistan, through Afghanistan, into Iran, and possibly into Iraq and Syria. You've got a line to the Mediterranean Sea. I mean, it's that's that is. I mean, for as as good as things were getting in the Middle East under uh, uh, Donald Trump, as amazing as that was, this is. Just as far in the opposite direction, maybe even further
0: we, we, had, we had just come out of the greatest era of stability and prosperity in the Middle East that we maybe have, have, have seen, and, and now we 're seeing the keys of the Middle East handed over to the Communist Party and the mullahs in, in, in Iran, and this has. To stop and, and we have to keep saving lives too, because all of these people are are, are in, in harm 's way, and we have to make sure that the, that, that our elected officials aren 't you know, able to just move on for this. I mean at a minimum, you know a, a lot, lot of Americans you know my faith votes did a survey that said that ninety one percent of people of faith in America think that an impeachment inquiry should be open there 's a lot of public opinion here at a minimum, Senator Chuck Schumer should call the whole Senate back to washington d c and exercise a unanimous censor resolution of the president of the United States. Don't allow the white house to spin this story and the way that Americans don't believe it anyhow, but it's time for our elected officials to hold them, hold them accountable. But the clock is ticking. We have to do more to help to help more people now, because I'm I'm afraid to say that this is not the, the last chapter in this awful story of the summer of 2021, it may very well be the first domino to fall. And what happens in the Middle East-
2: Affects us, the whole world. It always comes back here. Um, do you have any timeline? Have you seen anything on timelines on Iraq and what the signs are that we should be watching for?
0: You know, we, the administration has already talked about, you know, draw, drawing down drawing down troops uh, in, in, in Iraq. And the fact that on this very morning, that you have government, senior government officials speaking unanimously to the press about engaging Iran. If we pull out of Iraq entirely, we are handing the keys of Iraq uh, to to Iran. And the ambitions of Iran have always been regional. They've been, you know, th- in fact, they talk about it openly. They've wanted to have influence in Afghanistan. They've wanted to have. They've wanted to basically run Iraq. They they want. They've wanted in the past to take over Bahrain. You know, the country that has. Uh, you know, was at the heart of the Abraham Accords. They would like to surround the the oil rich Sunni majority kingdoms and essentially export their Iranian religious revolution, their extremism, but also take all of the natural resources and remake the world in their image. And for an administration that 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 acts like that they are the great champions of human rights, every minority. Every religious community, every member of the LGBT community, every single person, every single one of them, they are facing not the prospect of death, imprisonment, the loss of their livelihood and future generations. It's not the prospect of it. It is going to happen if this if this takes place. And I, I just I just want the Biden administration to sort of like save us the moral platitudes and do your job. And the first job is to protect American interests with our foreign policy not to lead from behind, and to hand the keys to tyrants, whether they're in Beijing or Tehran.
2: Ah, Johnny Moore, thank you so much for bringing us up to speed on this. Uh, I, have been, I have not seen that story today, and that is extraordinarily important. Um, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Johnny Moore, uh, you can follow him at thekcompany.com or on Twitter at Johnny. M, Back in just a second with more. First, let me tell you about uh, American financing. If you're hearing the sound of my voice right now, it is likely that you're the type of person who tries constantly to keep his or her financial house in order because you have personal responsibility. You're a hardworking person. You got a vision for the future, and that's what you're working towards, and you want to do everything you can to achieve that. Well, there are some things that can help you achieve your goals that you may not have thought of. One of them, if you're a homeowner, is getting a refi on your house's mortgage. The interest rate is insanely low for the better part now of two years. And those in the know have been calling, you know, American Financing to get the process started so they can do that. We're talking about a refi that will not reset your mortgage. You could cut a year uh, off of your mortgage, and that'll save you a ton of money just in interest alone. But you can also have a consolidated loan where they roll in your high interest credit cards, get them paid off and and start paying on a much lower interest rate. You can save hundreds of dollars, if not a thousand dollars every single month. Can you imagine? That's a twelve thousand dollar raise. Twelve thousand dollars. What could you do with that? Will that help you accomplish your goals? American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, one 8 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Ten seconds, station ID. So, Stu, uh, April 2021, mm-hmm. the Biden administration announced the withdrawal of all U.S. troops and then requested a funding increase for Afghan security forces of $3.33 billion for fiscal year 2022. Um, Interesting. Is that money going back to the burn pile? Uh, or we using this to buy hostages. Uh, what are we doing? Who knows? Right. We don't know. Oh, I mean, it could be, there
1: could be is maybe there's existing contracts that needed to be paid out. There could be a million different, uh, could be reasons for it. I, I would just, like
2: to see them. <laughs> right.
1: I would really like to see them. Uh, in theory, we've been told that there all all this effort is going into rescuing these people that are stranded in <laughs> Afghanistan. That we would never leave stranded, but okay. we left stranded. Yeah. So maybe that's what it's for. My um, uh, guess is I'm not <laughs> yeah. optimistic over that. No, but I'm I'm yeah, sure. I'd I'm like sure to know that's... the answer to that question. Uh huh Uh uh-huh and i i the point about iraq is really is really important too i mean we've already seen what happens when we all just abandon iraq uh we we have isis that's what happened last time so and so i think i would i would assume that biden is probably even more for pulling troops out of iraq than he was out of afghanistan given the the beginnings of both of those conflicts so i I would expect that that's probably coming here in the next few years as well.
2: Can you imagine that? I I mean, you hand the Middle East over to the biggest terror state in the world. And you you hand over the entire Middle East and much of really Europe over to China. Because now they have a direct route from China to the Mediterranean. The only...
1: Uh, positive if you want to pull a positive out of this complete catastrophe over the past few weeks is maybe the, the the sane people that may exist with some influence over joe biden maybe the voices at his head whatever they are maybe one of them says hey remember last time remember the last two times we've done this now maybe we don't want to do this again And I know there's a lot of people in the audience who don't want to be in Iraq and don't want any uh, don't want any presence there. And that's totally understandable. I mean, it's a totally defensible position. However, putting this guy in control of how that occurs is a really dangerous thing, not only for our troops, for our country, for
2: the region, everybody. Let me give you a story today from the Washington Examiner. House Democrats on Tuesday blocked a GOP bill that would ensure transparency on President Joe Biden's botched Afghanistan withdrawal and prohibit U.S. support to the Taliban. They blocked this bill. The Afghanistan Withdrawal Oversight and Liability Act, authored by Mike Gallagher, a Republican from Wisconsin, would require Biden to submit withdrawal reports to Congress, including one that details how many Americans remain in Afghanistan and another that discloses any agreements between the United States and the Taliban. The Democrat leaders shot it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the move comes just weeks after Biden waived a mandate. That would have compelled his administration to provide a report to Congress about the risks of leaving Afghanistan. Biden dropped the mandate in June, arguing that disclosing the information to Congress could undermine the national security interests of the United States. Uh, OK, so now there's there's no oversight. He's just dropping the oversight from Congress. We don't have a king. And. And they're blocking. This is not the only bill that they've blocked. Nancy Pelosi. It was obscene, I think, on Monday or Tuesday. Nancy Pelosi. Is there any other anything else that anybody wants to talk about? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We'd like to pass a resolution uh, that says we have to get every American that wants to get out out. We'd like to pass that resolution. Okay. Doesn't seem like anybody's here for anything else. She wouldn't even. She wouldn't even let them yeah. be heard. This is something they really
1: do: is act as if they don't hear it, yeah, and then just move on. It's it's obscene. It's absolutely obscene because they don't want to be on record opposing that, correct?
2: And they don't want to support it either, so mm-hmm. they just act literally, act as if they didn't hear it. So now this new re- legislation that the Republicans tried to get through Congress that just says you can't negotiate. With the terrorist Taliban Uh, when they Asked for it to be Uh, heard She gaveled it down again This is the Glenn Beck Program Hey, it's me I mean, you remember when things Were simple and I was the governor Of New York, Right i bet you heard the last of me right that's what you thought but i'm back in post gubernatorial fashion to ask you a question what you feeding your dog you know me i'm a dog lover right i love my dog i don't feed my dog nothing okay i left the mutt in the governor's mansion to poop on the rug and whatnot anyway good riddance but if i did love a dog I would make sure he's eating healthy, ah, which makes make make sure that he's uh, you know eating the rough greens every day. Now, now that I got my dog taken care of, now I'm back to the ladies. You know what I mean? Ah. Rough greens, not a dog food. What happened to the music? I mean that that really. Uh, rather than a supplement that you sprinkle on the food dogs love it because it tastes uh, amazing meanwhile they're getting all the vitamins and minerals and the other things that are going to contribute to a healthy life for them get a free bag of rough greens for your dog you just pay for shipping it's roughgreens.com slash roughgreens.com slash 833 glenn33 and check out blaze tv.com
1: the promo code is glenn you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription and support blaze
2: tv I just got a uh, an email from Scott Mann, uh, one of our just amazing partners over in um, Afghanistan. He said, Glenn, I want you to know we just got nine Christian boys uh, out and into safety just as the hunt for them uh, got underway. That is fantastic, fantastic news. He also asked me, he said, I just want to read this to you. It was really great talking to you yesterday. I feel like I've been talking to you my whole life. That's what happens when you get the opportunity to sit down with another story, storyteller. Anyway, our veterans and their families and our gold star families are hurting badly right now as we leave Afghanistan this way. it has also re-triggered an entire generation of warriors from the Vietnam era that watched Saigon fall all over again. He's asking that. Um. I share a video with you and I will share it on my social media. He said, there's no call to action. No ask. It's just a reminder that is the warrior who assigns meaning to, uh, to uh, her own lived experience, not the critic. These people are really hurting. Uh, and we have to find ways that um, we can help them and help them heal. Uh, I know just what the last couple of weeks have been life like, and it's it's hell. I can't imagine going over there and having made friends and promises and everything else and then have your country betray you like this. I I can't imagine what that feels like. But so far, we have to look at the amazing discipline uh, and the amazing belief in our system from our soldiers I don't know. You know, there's a lot of countries that their soldiers, you know, would have defected or even turned on that situation. They would have turned and said, I don't care what the higher ups say. I'm saving these people. And that's the kind of thing that we do. You know, others can go out and just kill. We are our soldiers are are blessed with this this belief in freedom and fairness and to have them stand at those gates and see those people treated like they were and left behind had to have killed them, but they didn't turn against their military leaders or the president because it was a lawful order. They don't have to, if it's not a lawful order, but all of these orders, unfortunately are lawful and they knew it and they held ranks and that, is that should be a real source of pride. These people feel like we do. The ones who are on the front lines, they feel just like we do. They may even feel it more. And they may have grumb- you know, grumbled about it. They may speak out. I hope more of them speak out. But they didn't break ranks. And that is that says a lot about our nation and about our military. There's a couple of other things. Um, Stu, did you, did you send that to me? Um, there's something else that I need to share with you today. Can you send that over to me real quick? Transfer it to my screen, as they used to say in 24. That is what they used to say. Transfer it to my screen. Did that ever work? No, it never did. We never got that one. That in the flying car. Never got it. No. They do have the, that air... What is that? Airdrop? Where you? On, on yeah, your yeah, phones? yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's, That's pretty kind slick. That's pretty slick. Transferring yeah, it to the screen. screen. It is. <laughs> right. It is. You're right. You're right. It Doesn't help
1: stop terrorists, though.
2: Okay, um, I need to. Uh, I need to share something uh, with you. Um, uh, there's there's lots of things going on on, on the internet. And uh, you know, you have to be very, very careful on what is going on in the internet. Uh there are stories today being spread around about Nazarene planes in Afghanistan. Uh and can I uh can I say the, the the rumors are that it's a hostage situation and ransoms right. yeah. and things like that. That is absolutely not true. And I want you to listen to me carefully. I want you to know that the motto, one of the mottos that changed my life, and I hold true to this every day, and especially in these days, I want you to know this is my solemn vow to you. And it came from the philosopher Immanuel Kant back in the 1700s. And he said, there are many things I believe that I shall never say, but I shall never say the things I do not believe. So there may be things that I have to, in this particular case, not say. But I won't lie to you about it. I will never say the things that are untrue to you. At least to my understanding. In this case, I know there are no hostages, there are no ransoms or anything else. These kinds of things, people, please, please be careful what you tweet. Be careful what you say. Um, But that is not true. And please, I I beg of you, if you're looking for information uh, at this time on what we're doing Please follow the Nazarene Fund on social media. Follow me on social media. But let us be the source of telling you things like that. God forbid we will never tell you. I mean, I never want to be in that situation. And we're not in that situation. Um, But please be careful what you read and uh, what you uh, spread. And something that I taught Stu, I think, on the first day as my producer... When in doubt, leave it out. Exactly right. That is so. Uh, if you don't know for sure, don't repost it.
1: All of Glenn's most important lessons
2: rhyme. Some people don't. People didn't <laughs> know, do. know that, but it's true. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. Uh, it's a way for dummies like me to remember. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. There's uh, something else that I want to address, and I want to be really clear on this. I am hoping... I am hoping that Facebook is in and doing all great things. And I'm sure they are. But I have to bring this up because these are our people. One of the problems that we have overseas with the State Department is they're um, papers freaks. Okay? Everybody's got to have exactly the right papers. And uh, I think I think we've been told uh, just recently... Uh no, you have to go to the embassy to get those papers. There is no embassy, so how could we get those papers um there there It is absolutely inept at best however uh i 'm bringing this up because we have to have as a charity. this is already our mandate, but the State Department is saying you can 't just pick people up and then dump them someplace. You have to have um, a system so they don't become a burden on another state. We got it. Okay. We've been doing that already. We do that with Australia and all many of our other partners. We don't just abandon them. It's Ours goes on for two years afterwards. We make sure these people are learning a language. We, we want them to uh, learn the culture, to get a job. And... We don't do that ourselves because that would be a waste. There are people on the ground that specialize that uh, in that in their country, and so we just make sure they have the finances or whatever it is. Well, that's pretty unique, I think, um, for uh, for a charity. Well, that is exactly what the State Department is demanding, or they'll ground your plane. You can't take them out unless you have a plan for them. Okay, we got a plan. Then the State Department said, and this is really important that you understand this. Then the State Department has been saying to us, well, no, that's not you. That's another charity. Well, yeah, but we have a contract with them. So, I mean, I could say, well, you're not protecting the people in Afghanistan. That's not you. That was a private operation, but you contracted with them. So you're responsible for it. Same with us. It's a game that they have been playing. Now, I only give you that setup because you have to understand. These people we take out of Afghanistan and they do not go to a new home country. They go to a weighing station. Many of these people have been at these weighing stations trying to get out of that country and out of that airport since this all began. Tens of thousands of them. Over 10,000 in just one airport, okay? And we're trying to get them out, and the State Department is dragging their feet and dragging their feet and dragging their feet. I want to bring this back now to Facebook. We have to have paperwork on everyone. We demand it. The federal government, you're walking on the back of a transport plane that's a gray transport plane. You don't necessarily have to have all that paperwork. We've already found that there are terrorists that we have transported. Thank goodness they were transported to an Air Force base. We found them and shipped them back. I don't know why we would ship them back, but that's a different story. We have to make sure we know who everybody is. And so when we have a manifest, we know who these people are. We know that they're Christians. We know where they're from. We have their names from another source that was trying to get them out. Or we got the source and and we're trying to get them out. So everybody on a plane is accounted for and on a manifest. Has to be that way. And when you land, another plane just doesn't pick them up and take them to another country. But that's exactly what happened with Facebook. And we'd like to know why and the only reason we want to know why is there were hundreds of people that were on our list now they say we just wanted to get some journalists out of there okay well our manifest shows that there were no journalists on there so they either lied to you or you're lying to us and i don't think you're lying to us facebook who are these people because they They didn't have that on the manifest. Now, we are going back and checking all of our records to make sure. But who were they? There were also Americans on that plane. Okay. Well, we landed our plane, and it's my understanding, on the tarmac. As we were unloading, they were loaded, all this whole plane loaded on a Facebook plane to take them to Mexico. Well, we're not taking our people to Mexico, and that's not a slam on Mexico, but we just don't want people to um, go to Mexico, a country that has, you know, some uh, financial issues, et cetera, et cetera. I also don't want to put people in Mexico because the temptation to cross our border at this point is just too great. So we're not putting people in Mexico. And again, if others are, that's fine. We're not. Well, they just took. A couple hundred of our Christians put them on a plane, just said, give us your manifesto, or your, uh, your manifest, and, uh, and they flew him to Mexico. We don't know what happened to our Christians. We don't know where they are. We'd like to know that they're safe. We also would like to know, why would you fly all of these Americans as well to Mexico? And who are the journalists? Now, normally... You could just call somebody at Facebook and get an answer. Well, the person that we were told to contact is the uh, the global head of content. Why are they the ones to on a relief fund? Okay, so we called. They didn't talk to us. They were like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, we'll have to call you back and hung up real quick. And then we get a note from them because we had already written and it says, um, well, I'll read it to you. Let me, get me, let me give you a break here, and, and uh, I'll come back, and I'll read it to you. I'm sorry, it doesn't work. And uh, I'm not blaming them for anything. I just don't trust anyone. Back in just a second. First, LifeLock. What are you doing to protect your kids from falling victim to cyber criminals? Because they're on things like Facebook and Instagram all the time. Well, probably not. Your kids are probably not on Facebook, but you know what I mean? They're online all the time. And that's what cyber criminals are counting on. LifeLock will help detect a wide range of identity threats, and they'll work to fix the problem with you if your data ends up getting compromised because nobody can prevent all identity theft. However, they're the best in the business. And if there is a problem, they have a team to work with you to fix it. So save up to 25% off your first year right now at lifelock.com with promo code Back. That's lifelock.com, promo code Back. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code Back. Save 25%. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. All right, so a couple of days ago, um, Facebook just uh, came in and took a bunch of people off of one of our planes and then uh, at a safe country, and then flew them to mexico and it was highly irregular and very bizarre and uh i'm not accusing facebook of anything i'm just asking for some answers so we wrote a couple of days ago we had 345 passengers who we helped move out uh of afghanistan they were picking uh, they were picked up in the uh, in one of the host countries uh, and flown to Mexico. Your name and Facebook were listed as the POC. We want to know why would you pick this group and where were they taken in Mexico? We're asking because the, many of those, if not most of those people were Christians on our list and we don't just want them dumped somewhere. So they finally, after the broadcast last night, they responded. Uh, And this is what we have in the process of assisting Facebook employees and close partners leave Afghanistan. We joined an effort to help a group of journalists and their families who are in grave danger. I think that's great. Thanks to the leadership of the Mexican government um, uh, in providing the initial landing the journalists have been welcomed to mexico i'm not asking about the journalists we didn't have any journalists on our manifest so i'd like to know who they were so we just have it for our records i'm asking facebook where is the rest of everybody else where did they go who is helping them what organization welcomed them and saying just the leadership of mexico is not good enough where is the plane load of others